Hey, St. John, welcome to the post-sermon podcast. This is not Deaconess Daily, it's Pastor Adam. And with me today is Vicar James, who preached yesterday. How you doing, Vicar? I'm doing pretty good. Wonderful. So you had a reading from Ezekiel, and I remember just reading this during the services, and it's a reading you can really get lost in, just in terms of these qualifications and who's righteous and who's not, and who will be held accountable and who will not be. And you went into the direction of the watchman. Why that direction? When I first read the uh, the text, I, I really just got the idea that I wanted to focus on the office of the pastorate um, as I was reading through the text. There's a lot of other information that's going on in here, but I really just wanted to narrow uh, my focus to the office of the pastorate, and I thought this was a, a pretty good text that uh, talks about the, the responsibilities of, of the pastor in the office. And so so I think that was really the main reason for it. Plus, on top of that, I thought the uh, the metaphor that was used in there, the the watchman, was a helpful way to bridge into um, uh, the office of the pastor today. One thing that I do think about with preaching these sorts of topics is, by and large, I'm not preaching to pastors, right? You're preaching to the people in the pews. And how did you think through that with your sermon? When I, when I started to develop the sermon, I, I, I was focusing on the audience, who my hearers were, and then that was just generally the congregation. And so the idea was to just state that you know God sends these watchmen out, these pastors out, to preach his, his good news, to preach the message of salvation. And so the idea that I was trying to get across was is that uh, the listeners should take comfort that God takes the, the office of the pastor so seriously, you know, um, so seriously that he holds them accountable for their actions. And so um, so the idea was to bring comfort that, uh, that there are pastors out there who are preaching the actual Word of God. I think one thing I was wrestling with while listening to the sermon twice is I have a hard time hearing sermons now. I think that's just part of going through seminary and especially being in, on this side of it as a, as a vicarage supervisor. You're always thinking with a, an analytical ear. And this is you know one of those sermons where I had to pause a little more and kind of reflect because uh, as much as I'm, I'm a hearer amongst the pews that day, you know, I also find myself as a pastor. And that's a sermon that I, I need to hear for me, too. And think about the task of being a watchman and, and the responsibilities therein. So while it's important to talk about pastors and as, as their role as, as watchmen, I do think sometimes it can be a challenge to talk about pastors when you preach about the pastor office, it's a little awkward because you're going to be the guy that occupies it. Yeah, that was a that was a concern that I had when I was developing the sermon. I, I did really want to preach on it because I thought the office of the pastor was an important thing, and and I think I don't. I mean, I don't know for certain, but I do think that probably a lot of pastors kind of shy away talking about this or speaking about it because it can tend to be egocentric. You know, look at me. I'm in the. I'm the pastor, and you know how wonderful and great I am. And there is always a danger of that. But I felt that since I was a vicar and not really in that particular position at that moment, it would be a good time to to kind of accentuate the roles and the responsibility of the pastor because he is a very important part of the church. Right? He's the one who. Who is uh, holds the office of the keys? He's the one who delivers the word and the sacraments, and he's the one that uh, is responsible for making sure that the certainty of God's forgiveness is conveyed to the people. And now, of course, everyone's responsible for that, but this is a specific office that uh, a specific person holds, and so I, I thought it would be a good time to talk about that. I probably wouldn't preach this particular sermon again uh, if when I become a pastor, um, but I thought it was uh, appropriate, or at least okay, um, as a vicar, because I'm not quite there yet and wasn't speaking about myself. 
at times when I find, you know, we still need to teach on the pastoral office and we're in that awkward place of, well, you know, you'll be in it. I'm currently in the office and you need to hold up the office that Christ has established the pastoral office. And why does he have pastors to provide certainty that the forgiveness of sins are delivered? And so we have the good news that Christ has saved us by grace through faith. And how does he deliver that good news? He delivers it through preaching. He delivers it through his sacraments. And so Jesus puts pastors in his church to make sure that delivery happens. And so sometimes uh, while I talk up the office, it's also helpful to put down the guy who currently occupies it, especially if you're the one talking about it. And uh, sometimes I'll just kind of refer to myself as the the Amazon delivery driver, kind of doing their job. They don't make the gift any more special or the delivery any better, but it needs to get to the right person, into the right place. And so while you know we'll talk about the pastoral office, uh, at the same time we put down the guy who occupies it. Uh, one of the questions that we got from our hearers was, what if there is a vacancy at a congregation? That refers to, you know, the pastor's taking a call, and so there's no pastor currently occupying the office in that congregation, you know, in a, in a sense, there's no watchman there. How do we think through these things in a situation like that? Well, of course, we are the priesthood of all believers, and so everyone is responsible for, you know, preaching the, the good news and preaching the word. The Missouri Senate has a system usually in the congregations where there are boards of elders and individuals responsible for spiritual care. While there is a vacancy there, oftentimes the elders and the administrative staff of the church would be responsible for either delivering the word, right, uh, and um, going through the service, or trying to locate a vacancy pastor to do that. Yeah, no, I think those are all uh, methods that can happen. You work with the elders, other pastors in the area. And I, I think one of the interesting things about when there's a vacancy in the pastor office is that it's actually said there's a vacancy in the pastor office. It's not the congregation saying, hey, we don't need a pastor. We'll be just fine. Congregations recognize that there is a need for a pastor. And why is that? Is to have someone who's there to deliver the gifts, someone who's there to hand out God's grace and forgiveness, Uh, not because it's about him, not because he's the center of attention. He's simply the delivery man. That's, That's what they're put there to do. How did you get to Jesus in this sermon? So we talked a lot about pastors. We talked a lot about being uh, hearers of pastors, uh, the responsibilities of pastors, but all of our sermons should focus on Christ. So how did we get to Jesus? Towards the end of the sermon, I I made the statement that, uh, and God puts uh, pastors, you know, watchmen out in his churches uh, so that he could proclaim the message of salvation. Pastors aren't there just simply to hang out and hold an office. They're not simply there to collect a paycheck. The purpose of the pastor is is to deliver this good news, right? And that good news is Jesus, right? That Jesus died for our sins, that Jesus suffered on the cross for us. And it is through this that uh, we are cleansed from all unrighteous, of our unrighteousness, all right? And so, and this is the message that, um, that God has entrusted to his watchmen, to his pastors. It's just not simply a job. It's not simply that, you know, he's there to, to fill a space. He's there to do a specific thing, and that specific thing is to preach. Christ crucified. Uh, sometimes I'll I'll find myself in writing a sermon. It, kind of a parallel example would be: Oh, we need to make sure we're we're preaching the gospel, and as Christians, we're to preach the gospel to anyone we come across and, and give the gospel and focus on that, and actually never deliver the gospel in the sermon. And, and, and the same sort of thing is we can hold up the pastors, but yeah, we still have to be about Christ, and Christ still needs to predominate in the sermon and what He's done for us. 
Is there something from the reading that didn't make it into your sermon that you wish had, or maybe another go at it? Well, there's not, I don't know that I could have fit this into the sermon, but there is a huge piece of, uh, of the text that I, I didn't go into, um, largely because I was just focusing on the office of the pastor. But um, in the verses that I read, 7 to 10, uh, there's, a, there's an interesting bit there where um, God says, If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way, the wicked person shall die in his iniquity. Um, and then he goes on to talk about how the, the, the blood of that person is going to be on the, on the, uh, the watchman. But notice that God doesn't say to the wicked one, well, if the, if the watchman messes up, you're good, right? You're, you're, you're good to go, right? No, so even if the, the watchman is not um, doing his job, you know, um, the individual is still, um, uh, still going to die in their sins. And so uh, one, of the, the, one of the things that the, the passage points out here that I didn't go into is, is that, uh, you know, there is an um, onus on the, the, the layman, on the, the, the people who are sitting in the congregation, to make sure that their pastor is actually preaching Christ, is preaching the good news. I know, uh, I know, Pastor Adam. You've told several of the um, members of the congregation, probably the whole congregation, that if you don't get to Jesus in the sermon, you need to let uh, let him let you know because you haven't done your job. And so I think that's really important, and, and I think that comes out clearly here. Uh, that could have been an, a sermon in and of itself, uh, right there. So that's why I didn't focus on it. But that's a that's a big piece of this uh, Ezekiel text as well. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's a helpful piece, and and maybe to kind of round out the the topic is. Uh, just as the people need a pastor, you know, the, the sheep need their under-shepherd, the under-shepherd needs the sheep, right? You know, the, the pastor needs his hearers to be hearers. And uh, just as people may want a, a pastor who is a dynamic preacher, you know, it, it's also good for the people to be dynamic listeners and to have that follow-up and feedback and discussion and for, for, their expe- for the expectation to be there to, um, to be a pastor and what's entailed there. Yeah, and I think that's really important because, especially this podcast. I, you know, I'm gonna plug the podcast just for a second here. But the idea is, is that to to get feedback from the congregation because if we're just up there preaching and what we say doesn't make a lot of sense, um, even if it happens to be theologically correct, we're not doing a very good job. It helps when the congregation tells us hey, this didn't make sense, or hey, what about this, or hey, what about that? So that way we can do a better job of uh, communicating God's Word. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. And you you had that a little more explicitly this past Sunday, you know, being a vicar of the seminary requires you to do uh, feedback. And so I was sitting there in the late service uh, recording video of you preaching, because you even have to watch yourself preach, which is an awful experience. Yes, so, it is. Yeah, you, you have fun with that. <laughs> Uh, but you also had a number of members just fill out some evaluations and kind of a focus group afterwards, because at the end of the day, the seminary is not just there just to make pastors. The seminary exists for the sake of the church, for the sake of Christ's people, and pastors exist for the sake of those people too. And it, this message should matter for them each week. Yeah, and and as uncomfortable as sometimes that might be, it's 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 super helpful to have that happen because. You don't know uh, the context of every person, and you don't know how everybody hears the message. And so it's it's really helpful, you know, 
and in, in some ways it's gratifying when you when you talk to them and and they got they got the focus statement the what you are actually trying to say right and then other times it can be just as helpful when they didn't get it and you know hey well i didn't do a very good job there i need to make sure that i'm more clear about this this or that whatever it is you're preaching your hearers primary with the congregation of saint john and amongst those hearers right you know are our members and also there were pastors amongst that group as well mm-hmm. and uh, what do they each need to hear? Uh, thinking back on your sermon, what uh, what what do your hearers, um, as the people in the pews, and also there there are other pastors who heard your sermon on Sunday? Uh, what do they each need to hear? I think that the what the hearers should take away from the sermon is is that God loves His people, and He loves His church, and He sends His pastors, His watchmen, to His church to make sure that um, the message of salvation is being conveyed to them all. And that's true whether they're a pastor or whether they're just a member of the congregation, all right? God, um, God, God sends his uh, forgiveness to all of them. Uh, thanks for listening to today's discussion on the Post-Sermon Podcast. In case you missed the sermon from Sunday or you wanted to listen to it again, a link will be found in the show notes. You can also find the sermon on the church website, stjohndublin.org. If you, the listener, would like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at org, or if you prefer to text, please text the phone number found in the show notes. Thank you, Vicar, for joining me, and for feeding us the word this past week. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you.